hey, the agent on the other side, they want to lease back for 90 days. Are we good with that? That's what we're talking about today. Today we're talking about settlement and closing. This is section three of the Utah Real Estate Purchase Contract. It talks about in 3.1, it talks about settlement. What is the difference between settlement and closing, which is 3.2? You know, this the words in the purchase contract are so different from the words we use. So settlement is actually two things. The buyer signed all the documents and they delivered their money. Yep. So the earnest money's been received along the way. This is the rest due at settlement. Right. So it's their down payment. Well, they settled the transaction. They exactly. Just, they they yeah. swapped all the money, the paperwork, everybody signed, buyer, seller's title. Right. But the transaction is not finished. It's not closed. The principles of the transaction have come together and said, yes, we're doing this. Mm -hmm. But from there, closing isn't, per the contract, isn't signing. It's when the rest of the money moves. But that's, yeah, the contract says that's not when you sign. It's it's when everything else happens. Right, right. So you go for settlement. And then closing is like the lender being like, ka-chunk. Here's all your money. And the title company making it real. Right. And cutting the commission checks and paying all the fees and sending it to the recording office. Mm -hmm. And once it's out of the recording office, this is why we always hear that phrase funded and recorded. Yeah. Because when it's recorded, it's done. And that folder closed. And that's how I have to think of it. That's when closing is. Yep. That's when the house is yours. The property. So moving quickly on, section 3.3. Yeah, this is about possession, and this is what I really wanted to talk about today. mine. Yes, when is it mine? And when can I move in? Yeah. Right. So possession, 3.3, talks about three different options. You can possess the home upon recording, right, which which makes perfect sense. Since it's it's closed, it's yours. If it's a vacant property, it makes a lot of sense to have it, you know. If it's not vacant, I love... I love upon closing because you look through the house, everything's good, you close, sellers are out, you move in. How much time is there to damage something? Nothing. Yeah, they're done and out. Minimal. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the next option here says X number of hours after recording. Mm -hmm. Right. So that could be six hours, 12 hours. I standard, I hear a lot, I see a lot of 48 hours. Yeah. 24, 48 hours from when we're closing. So a couple of days, which is a is a nice thing to say. Hey, seller, I'm trying to be nice to you. Here's a couple of days so you can move out. And you had four days from settlement, but I yeah. guess it depends. Closing well, could happen right away too. Depends yeah, it, on what right. time you sign and when you yes. sign. Closing could happen the same day. So then that yeah. four, that that right then window starts now. Yes, yeah. exactly. Okay, and then the last option here. This is a really interesting option, and because of this market, this crazy sellers market that we're in right now, this has come up a lot. Mm-hmm. And it is X days after recording. Now you might think one or two days, like we were just talking mm-hmm. about, but I've seen some contracts coming across uh, offers for sixty days. Well, we had a seller requesting uh, ninety plus days. Because they're waiting for their new construction build to be completed. Oh, but there's a limit on this. Because our buyers were okay with it. But... The lender probably wasn't. And actually, because the lender probably wasn't, your buyers were probably not. They just didn't know they weren't. They just didn't know. Because loans, regulated loans, government and conventional, both say to own or occupy this property, you got to be in within 60 days. Right. So actually, the addendum, the lease back addendum, 
says 60 days. Like, right at the top. Yeah. Because it's a big deal. What I want to bring up is there's a difference um, in how someone can possess this property. Like, possession is free, right? The seller just lives there for, let's say, 60 days, right? The maximum amount of time that a lender's mm-hmm. going to allow. He's going to give them 60 days. Why? Before I go into the leaseback and stuff, why might somebody want to do that? Well, it's if they want to live there for six days for free, that could be something that the buyer gave them to help secure that deal on that home. Strengthens the of, offer for hey, sure. We're going to close on this house, and I'm going to give you sixty days in this house for free. Yeah, you for whatever reason you want. In this market, it tends to be so you can go find your own house to go move <laughs> yeah. into, right? Yeah. Because the seller may have to. The seller's got to go somewhere, and they may or may not have found a new property yet. Okay, so 60 days is a nice way for the buyer to say, hey, take the time you need. I can give you up to 60 days. The lender will beat me if I try to give you 61. And take you to jail. Yeah, and take you to jail. Yeah, That's an interesting <laughs> twist. <laughs> yes. Okay, but the other alternative there is I'm not. I'm going to let you stay in the house for 60 days, but you can't do it for free, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm going to be paying a mortgage now because I have Which a mortgage. Which check with now. the mortgage lender if you can receive funds for renting the house because there is mortgage programs where you can't ever have that property as an investment property. You can't ever receive rent payments. Even so, if it's yeah. done at the time of settlement? Even even then. Because so that is no considered that. During the ownership, when this client owns the home, can they receive money for rent? What should the agent do for the borrower and for the seller if they are going to lease back for an extended period of time for money? It's a very good question. So there's actually, it turns out there's a lot of people asking the same question. There's a form for it. It's called the 60-day or the short-term lease back addendum. Less than 60 days. Less than 60 days. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Less than 60 days. Um, And that basically sets forth, it's a a short-term contract. And it looks like a lease contract. Mm -hmm. It is a lease contract. It is. And it looks and feels like, you know, my college days when I was renting an apartment. Mm -hmm. It talks about it, you know, how much money do I need to put down for my deposit? How much money am I going to charge for rent? And it's all charged in one lump sum. Some people think you're going to like, like the seller's going to pay them monthly or daily or something like that. Now they just charge it in one big, one big sum. Um, and then it sets forth like, hey, if you damage the property, here's what's going to happen. Here's the repercussions. Yeah. Because in the, in the purchase contract, it states upon settlement, the buyer's going to take insurance and utilities. Oh, yes. Yeah. And so that, gonna- that moves already. So the sellers are still in my house. They put the piano through the wall. And you can yeah. state in that they have to go and re- make sure they get renter's insurance, that they're going to yes. take care of the property. It still needs to be in as-is condition from when you signed and closed on the house. Yeah. That's super important. So you need yeah. to make sure you do your walkthroughs. Do a final walkthrough on this. You are becoming a short-term landlord. And that is exactly how you should think about it. That shouldn't scare you from doing this necessarily because it is often necessary to get an offer accepted in mm-hmm. these very competitive offer Conditions. But know the terms that you're giving the sellers to live in your home. Yes. Yeah. Know the financial risks of it too, because you also get to pick that dollar amount or negotiate it between the buyer and the seller because you are making a mortgage payment yeah. during that time. Yeah. yeah. You could be. You, yeah. You could be doing 60 that. 60 days is so long enough. Know that as well as make sure that it's all legal and that you're still taken care of. And you don't want to get stuck. 
or lose your loan or all yeah. sorts of you other don't want to screw up your financing occupancy fraud occupancy fraud like yeah. I'm going to live in the home within 60 days owner occupied rates way way better than investment property rates especially right now yes so what happens sometimes is they miss the first payment someone from the investor starts auditing the file they go knock on the door and say hey great house do you own it well how did you something like oh no we sold it we're renting oh cool goes back says to the loan officer that's bad you've got an owner occupied loan with investors in it with with tenants in it with tenants in it yeah you're you're committing fraud yeah this is fraud written misrepresentation well and the big reason that we're talking about this right now is just a year ago if that this wasn't something that was brought up very much in in offers and contracts now it's something that I'm seeing in almost everything that we're writing or in the sellers they're disclosing that in the remarks hey we need a 60 day lease back yeah if you can't provide that don't we're, even submit we're an not offer. Even look at your so offer. this is something that is a very very common thing now. So you need to learn the ins and outs, and your agent once again needs to be taking your side and making sure that you understand this as well as your lender. Yeah, as your side, not just making sure you have a place to live, but making sure your offer gets accepted and it works for you. Mm-hmm. Like, where are you going to be in the meantime when you've sold your house? Or do you have a lease back on the sale of your house and the purchase of the new house? Like, are the dates lining up? There's a lot of dominoes that need to fall correctly yeah. nowadays with all these buyers and sellers, quick market. Do your research. So, guys, what did we learn today? Well, my key takeaway is that you get four calendar days after settlement for closing to finish, or you can amend that if you need to. It's important to know that settlement is signing the documents and delivering the down payment. Closing is when the file funds, records, and is closed. And remember, 60 days, that's the amount of time that you have to get into the home. Otherwise, it turns into an investment property. It was 61 days, just 61 days. And now it's occupancy fraud. Well, let's keep talking about this. Like this video, subscribe, leave a comment below, share this with somebody. Just like the agents who keep calling my house, they ask me if I say, yeah. What kind of offer do you want? 666. (laughs) And the guy goes, is that a special number? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) Donald Scrooge. Donald Duck. Donald Duck, yeah. Oh, yeah. Scrooge McDuck. Scrooge What's McDuck. wrong with you? They're ducks. And did you just say Donald Scrooge? I did Donald say Scrooge. Donald McScrooge. <laughs> it's a relatives. Ah, oh, that was a good that one. Was re- that's how Tyler claps. Today, section three. Today, section three. Today in section three, live. You just got to start this over. That was like the chunkiest, <laughs> stupid, lamest beginning we've ever had. I never get started. <laughs> joking about it. All right. Today. <laughs> to- <laughs>
Are you down over there? <laughs> I'm still like red. Hold on. Settlement is when, like, how is it? Was like, oh, oh yes, yeah, we, we talked, talked about, about that. that. <laughs> but also, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> We'll, we'll just keep going. Let's get back into it. What we're gonna get back into? Right? <laughs> Let's try this again. Hey guys, just messing. 